Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave with Michael Davis and Ryan Freak to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast, a part of the Keep Pine Podcast Network and the Fans First Sports Network. That also brings you Believe in Panthers. That also brings you Embrace Debate. Ryan, what's up, my guy? Man, I was enjoying the intro music a little more than I normally do this week. I was ready to go. Um, yeah, man, listen, it's... uh. It's been a busy couple of weeks. I am well rested after a entirely um, terrible situation when, when it comes to flights last week. But uh, I'm here. I'm well rested, ready to go, ready to talk some some Carolina Panthers football. I, we talked about this on the last show very briefly. Where I, got, I was stuck in Houston for two days uh, from oh. some of the flight delays and stuff like that. So now I've had some time to get to get rested, and so. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk some Carolina Panthers football, baby. Let's go. You said flight. I I thought I heard fight. And oh no, no. You, uh-uh. you and I both host wrestling podcasts on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio uh, outlet. You have tap outs and touchdowns. I've dropped the mic, and you know I, I've wanted to hold a mic the last couple episodes so I could just go, yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, listen. I don't know if you heard, and, and it's sort of off topic here, but. Uh, Tyson Fury has agreed to fight Francis Ngannou over in, uh, I forgot where in Saudi Arabia, but, um, are they Tyson boxing? Fury, yeah, they're boxing. It's a okay. boxing match between Tyson Fury. So quite, not quite professional wrestling, even though Tyson Fury was involved at Clash of the Castle last year, um, over in, uh, in, in the UK. Um, but interesting to see how that's going to play out. We got some time for that, but. Um, color me intrigued because Francis Ngannou was one of those guys that I was scared when I saw him getting in an octagon because I thought he was going to kill somebody. And then Tyson Fury is just um, one of the best heavyweight boxers of all time. So, uh, yeah, it'll be a, yeah, it'll be fun to watch that fight go down if we're going to talk fights. So, um, yeah. yeah, good stuff. Yeah, it's always interesting seeing, you know, athletes go to different ones like, UFC fighters going into the boxing ring, boxing guys going into UFC. And, you know, why not get back into the Carolina Panthers talk for this Keep Pound Podcast Network podcast, The Cat Cave, with yours truly, Michael Davis, and Bully Rye, Ryan Frick. Uh, and there, there are players who they play high school football. They're playing basically the entire game. They go to college. They specialize in one area of the game one position, and then they get in the NFL and they're just trying to find a spot on the roster or just trying to make a living. And Raheem Blackshear, the running back, he's not going to be the guy this year for Carolina Panthers when it comes to the backfield. They have Miles Sanders for that. They have Chuba Hubbard right now. 
So Raheem Blackshear is basically fighting for a roster spot on the Carolina Panthers this year. And he says he's uh he's not going to be calling fair catches if he's returning. He expects to run it back this season. Me and run it back to uh, the end zone for a kickoff return touchdown. And we've talked a little bit about this, about what the return game looks like for the Carolina Panthers. Uh, do you expect Black Shear's name to be mentioned there? Because we honestly haven't mentioned his name. We've mentioned a couple other guys. Listen, Blackshear went undrafted last year after playing some time in both uh, Rutgers and Virginia Tech. Uh, he's a five foot nine. Uh, he's 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 194 pounds. He's a small guy. Hashtag it's, short kings. Yeah, listen, five foot ten is not short. Uh, and, five nine. And that, oh listen, oh, you're five ten. Five, no no five ten five nine is not short. I'm I'm five seven. So oh, I'm five seven. Five, I'm, I'm actually yeah. five seven and a half. Yeah. If somebody says five five nine is short, um, it it makes me want to fight. No, listen. Uh, he's a running back, right? Like he's a running back by trade. He played running back in college. Obviously, didn't finish his career at Rutgers. Finished in, in Virginia Tech. Went undrafted. Um, I can't say much about his size because one of the other guys being talked about, Demir Bird, I believe, is five eight. Um, but I feel like he's a little more shifty than Blackshear. I mean, Demir Bird has the experience in the NFL with kick returns, with punt returns. He had experience returning kicks and punts in college. I I don't know as much about Blackshear as far as whether he was returning kicks and returning punts. Um, and in college, I know that he did, he did start off his career with the Buffalo Bills and didn't make it. Did Blackshear, uh, Demir Bird has had a pretty lengthy NFL career. He's never been that like number one go-to guy. He's never been Devin Hester when it comes to doing kickoff and punt returns. Um, but I feel like he's got the experience that would give him the nod over a guy like Raheem, Raheem Blackshear, especially considering that Blackshear is coming like, He's still on, if I'm not, I don't know his exact uh, contract stats, but I would imagine he's on like a league minimum for, for uh, the younger players. Uh, and they wouldn't go out and sign Demir Bird just to turn around and, and cut him to, to try, you know, try their, their luck with an undrafted, uh, you know, second year player coming out of Virginia Tech. The other guy being thrown around is Shy Smith. Both Shy Smith and, and Demir Bird have the similarity of playing wide receiver at South Carolina. Now, Shy Smith has dealt with injuries since he has been in the NFL. Um, I believe he dealt with injuries late in his career at South Carolina. Um, but I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, you, you mentioned players are looking for roster spots. They're looking for somewhere to to sort of hold on to. And, um, you know, if, Shai, if it means Shy Smith's going to be returning punts, by all means, let him do it. But I think Shy Smith would rather step up to the plate and be one of those potentially not slot wide receivers because obviously that's going to be Adam Thielen's job, but one of those, one of those playmaking wide receivers, one of those change of pace wide receivers uh, specifically when Adam, Adam Thielen needs a break off the field or, or if they want to run some five wide where they've got, you know, a couple of a decent slot receivers. I think that's what shy Smith wants to do either way. Um, considering they've invested so much time into shy Smith and they're, you know, it's, it's, he's towards the end of his rookie deal. I think the first person that's going to get a true look at, at returning kicks and punts is going to be is going to be Demir Bird. Um, and if they want to keep Shy Smith healthy, they, that's when they're going to turn to Raheem Blackshear. Um, I think it's still up in the air. It's not like 
who's going to be starting at quarterback in week one for the Carolina Panthers. It's going to, you know, it's that's, it's not that sort of foregone conclusion, but I think you're going to see Demir Bird step up and be that, be that special teams returner over Raheem Blackshear, at least to start the season, despite any sort of injury setback for Demir Bird. Now, my initial instinct is to disagree with you. That's my initial instinct. We like disagreeing a little bit. Yeah, and you're um, you've been wrong before, so no, I haven't actually. Um, mm-hmm. but it's it's all right. Uh but I I think Demir Bird, my my other instinct is to be like, yeah, it's Demir Bird's job to lose return kicks and punts for the Carolina Panthers. They could also split it up. One guy do kickoffs, one do guy do punts, but are you really like holding that back, right? Um, and I'm looking on a depth chart through our lads and it has shy Smith as a punt returner right now and Blackshear as a kick returner. Demir bird could be that guy, but Demir bird is also, I don't like playing the age game. If we're playing the height game, uh, age game, Demir birds 30. I mean, granted he's, he's been known for his track like speed throughout his career so far. But he's he's 30 years old. That's when guys like that start to track off. And that could be the only thing that's holding Demir back, Demir Bird back from being the return for the Carolina Panthers and might end up being the odd man out in terms of getting a roster spot. Listen, you, I, you couldn't be farther from the truth. Yeah, 30 years old is when was when athletes start to sort of trail off. Like that's sort of, that's sort of when we start to see the decline. So I'm not far off. Uh, listen, listen, hear me out here. Cause you also said that, that Deandre Hopkins would be a great fit here. And he's, he's in his early Ooh. to late, early to mid. Whoa. So don't tell me you can't Whoa. say, in, you listen, you can't say in one sentence that Deandre Hopkins would, would be a huge, would it be a huge benefit to have in Carolina considering his age? And then say Demir bird might be the odd man out because of his age. Demir bird's younger he- than Deandre Hopkins. That okay, you're taking my words and trying to twist them right here. No, nope, I'm not twisting. Yes, anything. you are. Those are your those are your okay. words. Those are so, your words. So let me hold on. Tur- let me let whoa, me get it out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, if you're not going to be able to say all that and just be like, ah, yeah, no. That's like, I had. Turn- I, there's a point that I had to get to, but that's fine. I mean, listen, you, you know. Well, if, if this point's probably going to be null and void once you hear this, returner at thirty and receiver. Uh, by the way, a top five receiver in the game at 30 are two completely different things. What what returners have been 30-year-olds and successful outside of maybe Devin Hester, Josh Cribbs? I don't even know how far they made it into 30. It, listen, okay, it there's been receivers that have been successful past 30, especially if they're at the top of their game. It does Listen, I'm not saying that Demir Bird needs to come out and be a Pro Bowl returner. I'm saying he's got the experience. Most receivers, especially the speedy receivers, are still they still maintain some of that speed up until about 32. So when it comes to Mere Bird, I think as far as the prime of his career, he's looking at the next two to three years before he really, really drops off uh, the face of the of the NFL world, so to speak. Um, but again, I, I you know, without an injury setback, the mere bird is going to be your best bet at returner. And again, you can't say that that wide receiver and returner are two different things. They both have to have breakaway speed. 
They, they both have to be able to go out and grab, you know, and catch the ball. The difference is Demir Bird is going to be, or Demir Bird is going to be running towards the defenders, whereas DeAndre Hopkins is trying to is going to be trying to run away. Um, by the way, I looked at some of DeAndre Hopkins' stats the last two years. They're not as good as you would like to as you would like to 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 put out there. I'm not trying to make this into a into a DeAndre Hopkins conversation, but the fact of the matter remains that Demir Bird is only 30. When you yeah, people see 30 and they see this big X, like oh no, he's 30, his career's over. No, there's been plenty of guys who have had careers go well into their 30s. At returner? Um, At kick and punt returner? I mean, I couldn't name any off the top of my head. Exactly. Well, it's because you don't really think about those guys. Most of the guys that are returning kicks and punts are also doing something else on the team, whether it's defensive back, whether it's a backup running back spot. Either way, they didn't bring Demir Bird back just just to, you know, maybe maybe he's got a little bit. No, they, they, they believe in Demir Bird. They're, they're, yeah, they're going to have him push a guy like Raheem Blackshear, but at the end of the day, I don't think Blackshear is going to be able to beat the mere bird out. Maybe it's about mentoring then. Why would you pay somebody? I don't know what his salary is, but I imagine it's over a million dollars. Why would you pay somebody over a million dollars to be a mentor to somebody? You, you, you have a guy who has the experience. He's at age 30. And you have two younger guys to her speed. Ryan, we the game's evolved so much that when you look for a receiver, yeah, you can play them into their 30s because you also have to rely on route running, chemistry with the quarterback, you know, knowledge of defenses, knowledge against man versus zone defense and how to get open, how to compete for balls. Returners. The number one thing teams look out for is speed. Are you going to make good decisions with the football in terms of fielding or not? And do you have speed to run away from the other guys? Listen, I'm looking at a salary right now. And it looks like he signed a one-year deal, $630,000 contract. But in 2023, he will earn a base salary of $1.165 million dollars and a signing bonus of $152,000 um, while carrying a hit of a $1 million and uh, a dead cap value of $152,000. So, yeah, he's got a nice. cap space of, of $1 million, $150,000 that they cut him, right? So That's easy. Yeah, that, that helps prove my point. I mean, it's not, it's not, not easy. $150,000 is, you know, yeah, for some of these multimillionaires is a drop in the bank. But when when you're talking about like making good financial decisions, cutting a guy that you just signed uh, that has had a proven track record. If listen, if, even if he doesn't return kicks, they're not going to cut him. Like he's gonna he's gonna be they, they're going to use him for depth at the wide receiver room. So by the way, speaking of receivers, have you seen have you seen the likes of DJ Chark and Lavishka Chenault? I think Lavishka Chenault is cut. Looks like DK Metcalf Jr. Have you seen him? I, I do not have pictures. I do not look up pictures of. There his. was a picture of him online last week, and he looks ripped, jacked, in shape, which goes back to show that everything that I've been saying on the show about how one of those two guys can step up and be a solid number one and number two wide receiver on this offense, uh, you know, I'm on to something. But are um, you? They're like three or four at best behind Thielen Listen. and Mingo. 
we keep I, I keep getting a sidetracked, and that's my fault, and I apologize. But I mean, the fact of the matter is that you think Mingo is going to be over Chenault in 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 DJ yes. Chart? Yes. Okay. By I'd midway, like, I'd like some side action. Let's talk off the air. I'd like some side action on that. Okay. That, that he starts the season ahead of both of those guys on the depth chart. I'm just saying, by midway through the year, Mingo is going to be number two Man, behind no, Thielen. Okay. Well, again, give, give him a few games. Maybe, 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 maybe if, if the, an injury happens, but he's not. Oh he's not going to start the year. He's not going to start the year ahead of either Chanel or Chark. Well, when we're talking about you know guys who may be the odd man out, Demir Bird, if he's not even returning punts or kicks, he's not on the depth chart right now. He might be the odd man out, and he's uh he's looking at either a fifth or sixth receiver spot, or he's not even on the Panthers roster. Mark right my words, Blackshear will be a practice squad player while Demir Bird will start the season returning kicks and punts. Okay. We'll, yep. we'll mark this down. July 12th, Ryan Frick said that. Uh, and, and we'll uh, we'll bring this back up in uh, two months, September 12th, when the regular season starts. But, Do it. I love being proved right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was a second wrestler reference, by the way, uh, for those of you who may or may not have caught that. But um, we have to honor a couple people on the Carolina Panther podcast right now in the Cat Cave. Uh, Bully Ride, did you hear the two Hall of Honor inductees for the Carolina Panthers this week? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they're very, very much deserved. Uh, Musin Muhammad, who, if you believe, if you remember on the last week's show, we talked about who would you like to have? Um, what what dinner was it? Was it that uh, July 4th? Oh, Fourth of July? It was a barbecue. Cookout. One of my guy was Musin Muhammad, and he's finally getting honored by the Carolina Panthers. A very, uh, a very well deserved honor for Musin Muhammad, one of the, the first stars for the Carolina Panthers, especially from an offensive standpoint. Um, and then Julius Peppers, uh, one of the, the highest draft picks that the Panthers ever had, um, despite his fake classes that he took at the University of North Carolina. Uh, had a pretty, had a pretty, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it, he had a pretty successful career in the NFL and ended up coming, you know, leaving and then coming back and ending his career in Carolina. So um, as a Panthers fan, it was nice to see that him, him be able to come back and do that. But uh, very well deserved for both of these guys, both legends in Charlotte, both legends in, in for the Carolina Panthers and both very well deserving. I don't know how they do about, about number retirements. Um, I don't think. I think the, the the Hall of Honor, the Ring of Honor, is, is well deserved. I don't know about um, about retiring numbers quite yet, but uh, so but yeah, I love it. So there's only one jersey retired in the Carolina. That's Sam Panthers. Mills. Sam Mills. Yep, yep, yep. That makes sense. It, it makes sense. So it would. I mean, listen. As much as I hate to say it, the only number that I think could could potentially be retired for the Panthers is Cam Newton, only because right now he's the only NFL MVP to come out of Carolina, and I can't stand Cam Newton. Oh Let's be clear. Gosh. I'm not a fan of Cam Newton, but as of right now, he is the only ever MVP, NFL MVP to come out of Carolina as a Carolina Panther. So if you talk about, if you talk about uh, honoring somebody by retiring the number, he's got to be, he's got to be number one on the list. No pun intended. Uh, that's a whole other episode in of itself. Me uh, arguing that point, but you know, they, they don't usually, retire jersey numbers they don't you know raise jerseys up into the rafters of bank of america stadium like 
that that's just not what the Carolina Panthers do. Some teams elect to do that. Sam Mills, again, the only Jersey retired in the Panther organization. But who would you like to see go into the Hall of Honor next? Because I don't, I don't think you or I have any problem with Peppers and Muhammad coming in to the Hall of Honor. I mean, listen, we talked about a lot of the guys when our, we talked about our 4th of July cookouts. Uh, I think Steve Smith should be right up there. I think uh, Luke Keekley should be right up there. I think uh, you've got guys like John Casey, who, if I'm not mistaken, is still the, the highest scoring player to come out of Carolina. Uh, he was essentially the only kicker the Panthers had for the first like 10 to 15 years of, of the Panthers franchise. Um, I don't I don't think it would be a bad move to, to put him in the Hall of Honors. Um I mean, there's a lot of guys that, that the Carolina Panthers went through at quarterback between Rodney Pete and uh, uh, was it Steve Berline and and uh, I, why can't I say it's Kerry Collins? Um, but no, my the guys that the guys that I think of um, that that are most deserving: Luke Keekley, uh, Steve Smith, um, John Casey. Those are the, those are the top three guys on my list. That if you're not going to honor anybody else yet, those are three guys that deserve it more. And then you know, right behind them. Are, uh, are guys like D'Angelo Williams and Jonathan Stewart, who both um, have remarkable running careers, despite being in a, you know essentially a timeshare for the Carolina Panthers for so many years. Um, you think of like That's a guy crazy. like crazy, like yeah, to, to think like they were just in the same backfield at the same time. Thunder and lightning, baby. And then you got guys like Stephen Davis that a lot of people don't remember. Uh, Tim Biaka Batuka. I had I got on a, a can little... you spell that. I cannot spell it, but I was on a on a on a news show for my South elementary Carolina school. guy right there. <laughs> yeah, um, listen, I I was in a when I was elementary school, uh, we took turns saying different things on our morning news, and I got I got to do sports, and it was after a weekend of of NFL football, and uh, Tim Biaka Batuka had scored a touchdown for the Carolina Panthers. So as a ten year old kid, I had to get in front of the entire school and somehow get out Tim Biaka Batuka. So there's plenty of names. They they can put out there, but again, the top three that come to come to mind are John Casey, Steve Smith, and uh, and and I just said it's Luke Keekley. Those are the three guys that come to mind. Would you uh would you ever consider guys like Thomas Davis and Greg Olson in there? Absolutely. I mean, listen, these guys, Carolina over the last decade, minus the last three to four years, uh, put out some of the best football. Really, really from like two thousand. 2004 to 2015 with, with a couple of bad years here and there that Arizona allowed bad years. Yeah. That, that, that allowed someone like Cam Newton to get drafted number one overall. Um, you had some of the best years in, in the Panthers history. I mean, the Panthers have only been around for 25 years, almost 30 years. So um, yeah, by all means, I think it's, it, eventually there'll be a come, come a time where you can honor those guys. Uh, I think if, I think, I don't know if he's there yet. Kevin Green should be up there if he's not already. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty of guys that have that have played in the past that they could eventually make their way. Um, I don't know why Kevin Green didn't even come to mind because I I would imagine he's already there. Uh, but if he's not, that would be number one on my list. You know, bump everybody else down. If Kevin Green is not in the Hall of Honor for the Carolina Panthers, he should be the next person honored. And you talk about retiring a jersey, I wouldn't mind them retiring number ninety one. So. We uh we do want to mention that the Hall of Honor is uh Jordan Gross, 
Mike McCormick. You guessed it, Sam Mills. Wesley Walls. Mm -hmm. Jake DeLome. And Steve Smith. So Steve Smith's already in there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how, man, how, with those, those names, including Jake DeLome, how is, how is Kevin Green not on that list? I don't get it. I don't get, how is Kevin Green not on the list? He was one of the first guys taken, one of the first stars the Panthers had. I remember him on WWTV and Carolina Blues. Um, here's a pop quiz. You know who the first player ever to be cut by the Carolina Panthers? Uh, if you didn't ask me, I know it. Oh, Bill Goldberg. Bill Goldberg. It's Goldberg. That is correct. Goldberg was the first ever player to be cut by the Carolina Panthers. So, yeah. another wrestling reference for all you non-wrestling fans listening to a Carolina Panthers podcast. Yeah, I, I, I knew that. I was like, I hate when people put me on the spot and they're like, ooh, name this. I'm just like. You should be able to pop it off, man. Uh, you should, you're better than, like you're put, better than put, that, Michael. It's like putting people on the spot, though. Like. That's the point. Do you ever get that? Do you, you gotta ever be get fast. that way? You got to be fast on your toes, man. You got to be ready for everything. Well, I just was, so, ha. Yeah, it took you a second, you but go. you got there. There ain't nothing like, wrong with that. I was like, I know this. I know this. I know it's not like a regular answer either. Um, but, yeah, congratulations to Julius Peppers, Moose and Muhammad. Moose. Let's go. Coming, that's actually reserved for Daryl Moose Johnston, the uh, – commentator and the former fullback of the Dallas Cowboys just saying punch you in the neck I'm just saying no it's not <laughs> it's, I mean listen that's that's another that's time for another podcast let's 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 agree to disagree there. I, I, that's that's time for another podcast um Ryan we are almost out of time uh we always get into these debates and it's usually about wide receivers where we're like okay you know, we don't we we just haven't seen eye to eye on this receivers yeah. group. Cause you're wrong. Cause you are wrong about everything when it comes to the Carolina Panthers wide receivers. I'm actually not. Week eight, when we're doing this podcast and we're like reviewing games, we're looking at upcoming games, you know, we're doing some big headlines on the Panthers. I'll just, you know, take a full episode of when I host and be like, you know what? Where Michael was right. Yeah, where where Mike where, where Ryan was right and Micah was wrong too. Listen, I I'm gonna share with you. I've got the link for it. My NFL regular season recap on tapouts and touchdowns. Um, I'll 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 share that with you so you can listen on how almost identically close I was to choosing teams and divisions in the NFL. I, I listen. I I'm not. I I don't get paid to be an analyst and do all the all the research and stuff that I do. But even my my buys and sells, where I where I tell you who that you need to start and who you need to go pick up in fantasy football and who you need to sit on your bench or outright cut, um, I had a pretty good season for myself last year on my show, and uh, which which goes to show that I feel like I know a little something about some of these players and about about their potential and whatnot. So by all means, by all means. In week eight, week six, week four, week 12, whatever I, whatever week. I'll, I'll pull LeBron and start calling out the weeks by number. Whatever oh week you want to do it, we'll do uh, where where Michael was right and, and Michael was there wrong. There you go. And where, yep. Ryan, where Ryan was right and Ryan was wrong. We'll do, we'll do both segments. We'll, we'll do a whole show on we'll how show. wrong and how right both of us were halfway through the season and then, then at the end of the season. 
we'll do that. We'll uh we'll create some content over the next month or so and yeah. figure out uh what kind of bold predictions we're going to do about the Panthers, what we're going to do about the rest of the NFL season as well. Uh, Ryan, before we get out of here, where can they find you in all this expertise analysis? Listen, I've mentioned it a few times. I'm tapouts and touchdowns on Twitter at tapouts and TDs. You can see it there on the screen, facebook.com slash tapouts and touchdowns. Um, we do wrestling shows on Tuesdays slash Wednesdays over at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, uh, as well as football shows every Thursday. We haven't had a football show in a few weeks. But we will have a new football show next week where my co-host Banker Bill and I will be discussing the uh, the upcoming NFL season. We're going to hopefully give some some preseason predictions uh, way too early since training game hasn't come here. But we'll have new football shows starting back next week. Um, but yeah, as always, it's been a blast to be here on the in the cat cave with you, Michael. Uh, thanks for uh, thanks for taking up the uh, the task to host this week. It's been a, it's been a blast. Um, putting you on blast once again for being wrong about your predictions. So it's been great. Tap outs and touchdowns on YouTube as well. Just search search for tap outs and touchdowns. Yep. Well, I can't wait for you to be host so you can be the one on blast. Um, he mentioned the YouTube. While you're there, go subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. You can find a lot of Ryan's content and mine with the Keep Pound Podcast Network. And also catch my wrestling podcast, Drop the Mic Wrestling Podcast, Drops as well on Wednesday afternoons at 2 p.m. That's also an FTR reference right there. That's three or four wrestling references. I lose count. Oh, thank you. There's another one. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. Uh, we're losing count. Uh, Al Pocket with Michael Davis live Friday at 4. You comment on the YouTube channel. Your comment has the potential to be flashed on the screen and mentioned on WWBG 1470 AM out of the triad. But thank you guys so much. And adios. Until next time, exit the Cat Cave. We'll listen to more content by myself and Ryan on Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina Panther-centric podcasts on the Keep Fine Podcast Network powered by Fans First Sports Network. We'll see you next week.